Thank you for supporting the Ministry of Victory Outreach International. We pray this message challenges, ignites faith, and that God would fan the flame that will produce a harvest of souls throughout the world. And God is directing us. I'd like to have you open up your Bibles this morning to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Chapter 11 of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 11. And I would like to share with you, I believe to me it is a promise that God has given to our church, given to the church right here in La Puente. And these are the verses that it wasn't only once, but it was twice that God gave to me, and not only gave to me, but also gave to our congregation. Now, there have been times, and this, there haven't been um, a whole lot of times, but there's been times where the Lord has spoken to us through Scripture many times. I mean, He speaks through Scriptures many times as far as giving me a verse, but there are times when He comes and it's something direct, and it's so evident that it's God speaking to me, not only to, to me, but also speaking to our entire congregation. I remember the Time, I remember some time back when the Lord spoke through evangelist Dick Mills. And he, I was in a meeting and suddenly Dick Mills, I went into that meeting and I just sensed that God was going to speak, that God had a message for me and that I needed word from God. And in that meeting, all of a sudden, Dick Mills singled me out and pulled me out and said, this is the scriptures, this is the word of, uh, that God has for you, Sonny. And he gave me the words, and the words were treasures out of darkness. Now, before that, I was in a state of discouragement. I was looking for a breakthrough within our ministry, and it seemed that we couldn't get a breakthrough. And you know how it is in your home Bible studies. Many times you want to see God move, and you want to see a breakthrough. You want to see more happen, and it seems like you just come against a stone wall, and you can't break through. And it's very discouraging and that's the way I felt at that particular time. And as I went into that meeting, I had to go speak. You know, the, the hard part of leadership is that even though you may feel down, you still have to go ahead and minister. Like on Tuesday, I'm sure every Tuesday night, sometimes you don't feel at your best. You may be going through some heavy trials, but nevertheless, you still have to get up there and you have to be faithful and ministering the Word of God. Well, at that time, at this particular time, I was in a seminar, and I had to speak, and I spoke. But when I went to that seminar, I said, oh, God, I need word from you. I need word from you. And I spoke, and after I spoke, I sat down, and while I was sitting down, the meeting was almost over, and I said, well, I guess he's not going to talk to me. And all of a sudden, the evangelist came and singled me out and gave me the scriptures, treasures, out of darkness. I have given you the treasures out of darkness, and I shall make the crooked places straight. I shall go before you. And just as soon as I received that scripture, I walked out of that place. I was totally rejuvenated, re completely 
change, totally a different concept. I, my mentality had totally changed. Instead of walking out defeated, I walked, I walked out with total victory. And right after that is when we were able to witness a tremendous victory and we were able to witness a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a tremendous breakthrough. And we have grown this far. We have come this far. We have grown to this place where we are right now. And somehow, once again, God is moving and God is speaking to his church. And recently there was a brother, one of the home Bible study leaders, came up and gave me a scripture. It was just by passing by and he said, oh, Brother Sonny, come over here. I want to show you this. And he pointed a scripture to me and he says, look, I want to show you this scripture. Now, there's a lot of people that give scriptures, you know. And many times, you know, I say, yes, yeah, nice. Oh, it's wonderful. Praise God. But it doesn't really have that impact. And this particular time, the brother said, look, I want to show you the scripture. And he says, I feel that the scripture is for you, pastor, and also for each one of us, for our entire church. And then he went ahead, and I was in a hurry, and I said, okay, show me. And I looked, and he went ahead and read the scripture. And I said, oh, that's great, beautiful, praise God, and I walked away. <laughs> and after I walked away, I... You know, I didn't think about it anymore. And then all of a sudden, my mind began to come back again to that scripture. Before we came into the building to have our first service, the night before, I was in a turmoil. The reason why I was in a turmoil was because that I felt an urgency that I had to find that scripture. And I had to read that scripture again. Like God saying, I want you to get back to that scripture. And I want you to read that scripture. And I want you to meditate on that scripture. And I started opening up the Bible. And I was saying, I think it's in Deuteronomy. Or I think it's here. I think it's there. And I'm looking all over the place and I can't find it. So I didn't find it. And I didn't remember exactly how it all went. And I just couldn't find it. Then that morning when we had our service here. After the service was over, our first service, I walked out, and there was another brother that came up to me, and he went like this, and he said, Brother, he says, the Lord has spoken to me to give you this scripture. Another brother now. And all of a sudden, I look at the scripture, and it's the same scripture that I was given before. And the point the, the point, the emphasis, or, or the, the point that or the, what really stands out was this. That they both said, and they emphasized on one particular verse. And they kept on saying, yes, this is what the Lord, this is what God is saying to us, but look at this. And the first one, I remember when he told me, he said, look at this, and he pointed to this particular verse. And the very same way, this other brother, when he was sharing with me the scripture, he said, look what the Lord is saying in all these promises, but look at this. And the key verse is this. And it was the same verse, the same scriptures that the other brother had given me before. And you know, I just felt it, a confirmation that this is God speaking to me and God speaking to the church. And I want to read the scripture to you this morning. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 11, and let's begin reading in verse 12. 
It says, The land which the Lord thy God careth for, and the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. Now listen to this. From the beginning year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandment, which I commanded you this day, to love the Lord your God, to serve him, and with all your heart, and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, and the first rain, and the latter rain, and thou may gather in thy corn, and thy wine, and thine oil. Now, I interpret this scripture as far as interpretation to us that there's going to be a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There's a number of things. Number one, he's going to take care of this land. This land is going to be developed and it is God that is going to develop the land. Number two, he's also going to bring Shower, shower us with blessings. He says, he talks about the latter rain. There, there are blessings, spiritual blessings that's coming upon this church and coming upon this ministry. That if we have ever witnessed an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we're going to witness it now. But there is a requirement. And the requirement right here is in verse 13. And it shall come to pass, if, you hear that word, if? If ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I commanded you this day to love, you hear that? Love the Lord your God, and to serve him with all your heart, and with all your soul. That then, or that I will give you, then I will give you all these beautiful things that I'm speaking about here in the verse. So, there are promises, but there's also a condition to the promises of God. And I want to read another verse this morning, and I want to take you to Revelation chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. It says in verse 13, And he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knoweth not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Behold, I stand, in verse 20, at the door and knock. If any Man, hear my voice and open the door. I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. This morning I feel more than ever that God is calling his church to repentance.
It's been for the last few months that, that I've been sensing a real move of God as far as calling not only myself, but even calling the church, and not only our church, but even calling the entire outreach into a deeper life of holiness. And Brother Mitch was talking about, and he was mentioning about that we could do so many things and we could neglect our relationship with him. You know, there are people that are willing to give all, everything that they have, and they fail to give God themselves. And what God is looking for this morning, he's not looking for your talent. I mean, he, we, we know that he could use your talent. He's not looking for all the things that you have, but the prior, priority and the most important thing that God is looking for in our lives is that we give him ourselves. We give our entire lives over to him. Now, in the Bible, you find that God takes the foolish things of the world, and we've said this over and over again. And you find it in the Bible, in the book of Acts, you find how, and also in the gospel, how God called people that were insignificant people. People that had all kinds of hang-ups. In fact, uh, you find in the gospels that he called people that lacked spiritual understanding. You find this in the life of Peter, he didn't really understand too much about the things of God, but he called Peter and he called the other disciples. They also lacked humility. You find that also in the gospel where the sons of Zebedee, James and John, one wanted to sit on the right hand, the other one wanted to sit on the left hand. They were looking to promote themselves. They were very ambitious. They were very, very competitive. He also, many of them lacked faith where he had to tell him, oh, ye of little faith, and even Peter himself, when he walked on the water, he lacked faith. They also lacked commitment. You also find that in the lives of the disciples. And they also lacked power. And there are many things that the disciples lacked. And that shows us that God doesn't call us because of our perfection, but he chooses us because it is in his divine will to choose us and to separate us to himself. But after he chooses us, then he begins to work within our lives. Then there's that molding process that begins to take place. And I don't care who it is. If you're a person, and some of you home Bible study leaders that the reason why you're a home Bible study leader this morning and the reason why God has you in that position is because God has called you. It's not because man has chosen you or man has selected you. Sometimes we think it is man that is behind it or man has promoted you. Listen, it is not man that is behind it. It is God that is behind it. It is God that has called you. It is God that has separated you into the ministry. And those whom God loves, God chastens. God deals with those that he loves. He deals with a ministry that he loves. He deals intimately with a ministry that is very close to his heart. And this is why I am not surprised that in this last hour where God wants to, God has raised up a ministry and God wants to bring forth an outpouring of the Holy Spirit 
upon this land and upon this world. He's beginning to move within the lives of individuals. I was just recently in Mexico, and I began to share my feelings with a few of the pastors. And I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to confess with you what I've been going through in the last few months. In the last few months, I've been going through a, a surging inside of me of lack of satisfaction, unsatisfied, even though the church has been, we've been moving on, and even, even coming in, into this building, and even though God has been blessing, and I've been able to witness the blessings of God, inside of me, deep inside of me, there's like a, a voice that is calling out from the deep. There's an, a feeling of unsatisfied feeling that I am not where I should be, that I am not the man of God that I should be, that I am not holy like I should be, that there's a lot of areas in my life that I haven't yielded over to God, that I am desperately in need of repentance. And I shared this with some of the pastors in Mexico, some of our pastors, and to my surprise, all of a sudden I found out that I wasn't the only one, but this is something that God was doing in the lives of many of our ministers and many of the leaders of our fellowship. Now, whenever a, a God begins to deal with a person and he's calling a person to a, a higher walk or he's calling a people into a more intimate relationship with him, there is always that feeling a feeling unsatisfied. The blessings of yesterday are not good enough for today. Your experience that you had yesterday, it is not good enough. There is something missing. There is something lacking. There's like the, the deep calleth unto the deep. And this is what happens when, whenever God begins to deal with an individual and begins to deal with a ministry. And I want to share this with you this morning that I believe that there's no more room for somebody to be mediocre as far as their spiritual lives within this ministry and within this church and within Victory Outreach period. I believe what God wants to do, he wants to do it quickly and he wants to do it now. Somehow in the sovereignty of God, God wants to do a work, and it is time that God wants to manifest his power and manifest his spirit like never before through the ministry of Victory Outreach. And because he desires to do that, he's beginning, beginning to stir up people. And you know, and as I was sitting back there, I said, if I feel like that, and some of the guys, when I shared with them in Mexico, the pastors felt like that, I wonder how many people feel like that here this morning. How, I wonder how many people are dissatisfied with themselves and saying, Oh God, uh, I need more of you. I, I, I need to repent. And, and you just feel like crying out and saying, Oh God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. And you look at yourself and you look at the areas that you haven't yielded over to God and you look at the different hang-ups and you look at the secret sins that are within our lives and we're coming to a confrontation where we realize that God is, is dealing with them and God wants us to confront them once and for all. 
I said to myself, I wonder how many people feel the way I feel this morning and are going through what I'm going through this morning. If I feel it, if some of these pastors have felt it when we were in Mexico and I was sharing with them, I wonder how many people are going through that experience today, right here this morning in this fellowship and in this congregation. Now, the scripture that I used this morning in Revelation is the, it tells the account of the Laodicean church. And it is sad to see a, a church in the condition that the Laodicean church was in. And listen to what it says here. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicean, write these things, saith the amen, the faithful. You hear that? He says, write these things, saith. This is what's, who says it. The amen and the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of creation. And he says, I know thy works. Now, he knows exactly where you are this morning. You may be able to put up a front, and you may be able to go through the motions of being religious. You may be able to go, go through the motions of, of being spiritual, but I want to point out to you this morning that God knows exactly where you're at. I know thy works, and then he says, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You know what the saddest thing for a Christian leader is to, to be is? Is to be lukewarm. And somehow, this morning, I just feel that there are a number of lukewarm leaders that are in this place. He says, I'd rather see you cold or hot, but because you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, he's not talking to the infidel. He's not talking to the atheist. He's not talking to the unregenerated sinner. He's not talking to the out-and-out -out person that is totally given over to the devil, but he's talking to the church. The very same way that he could be talking to us this morning, those that are in a position of leadership. And you know what the saddest thing is? Is to be a leader and not be living the life hanging on to secret sins. You know that it is frustrating. Not only frustrating, it is a life where constantly your conscience is picking at you and bringing out to you and reminding you of the hypocrisy and the hypocrite life that you're living. It is a life that is totally void of the blessings and totally void of the happiness and the joy that God desires to give. It is sad to see a person that is in a position of leadership and has not fully come to a place of repentance and fully come to a place of yielding his or her life over to God. And this morning, I feel that there are people that are in that state that are sitting right here. And if any message that the Lord has given me is the message to let's get the church clean. Let's begin to clean up our act, and the way that we clean up our act is by cleaning up our lives. And you know how we clean up our lives?
by being honest, by being sincere. You know, the, every man of God, whenever they've been close to God, you find that there's a sense of, uh, 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 of sin within their lives. The more that God calls to you and the more that God wants to separate you and the more that he deals within your life as far as the life of holiness, there's a feeling and, and a sense of sin and ugliness and, and a sense of unrighteousness within our lives. And I'll prove it to you. There's a humility when we stand before God that we realize we don't think we're great, we don't think we're the best, we don't think we're so righteous, but we feel that we need Him more than ever in our lives. We need Him, and without Him, we can't do nothing. Listen to this, and I'll give you some of the accounts of some of these great men of God that you know as great men of God. And I want to point out to you the humility and how they felt. In Genesis, we find Abraham, God speaking to him, and he answered and said, Behold, now I have, take, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes. A recognition of his own humility before God. Jacob, in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 10, says, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies which thou hast shown unto thy servant. Moses, in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11, said, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Gideon, when given the command to deliver Israel, said in Judges chapter 6, Oh, my Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. John the Baptist, in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 14, was invited by the Lord to baptize him, and he said, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me? John... Chapter 1 and verse 27 said, as he said, He it is who is coming after me, who is preferred before me, whose shoe latches I am not worthy even to unloose. Peter, in Luke chapter 5 and verse 8 says, it is recorded that he fell down at, the, at Jesus and, and he knelt and he said, Depart from me. For I am a man of sinful lips, or depart from me, I am sinful man, O Lord. The Apostle Paul said in Ephesians to the elders, and, and he says, You know the manner of my ministry among you, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and trials. And we will go on and on and on, and you find that every man of God when he came before the holiness and the divine holiness of the presence of God, felt like a worm before the presence of God. There was a feeling of repentance. There was a feeling of humility. The problem that these people had in the book of Revelation was that they didn't understand. He says to them, because thou sayest, I am rich. They didn't see the need in their lives. And that's the saddest thing is to not see the need within your life. 
It is sad to just go on and on and on and on and on and on playing the part. Not recognizing and not having that hunger in your heart and saying, I need more of God. And oh God, if you don't, if you don't bless me, then I die. This is the type of attitude that God wants us to have this morning. The problem with these people, they said, I am rich, I increase with goods, I have need of nothing. And then he says, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And I tell you this morning, without God, I am wretched, miserable, poor, and blind and naked. We need God this morning. God is calling us to holiness this morning. Has blessings for us, but this morning is calling us to dedicate and to give our lives to him. There are some of you that have lost the sensitivity of, of, of feeling, the sensitivity of God. God wants to break you. He wants to give you a broken heart. You have a stony heart. He wants to give you a broken heart this morning. There are some of you that are in sin that need to repent of your sins and get a hold of God and begin anew and say, I want to be that man, I want to be that woman that you want me to be. God is calling you to repentance this morning. And I want every head bowed. Every... We pray that this message has encouraged you to grow in your walk with God. To hear more messages, visit www.visionintlstore.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.